0: everybody i'm jay worthy and this is the podcast for anyone trying to inject some adventure purpose and balance into their lives 28 summers is all about living adventurously seizing the moment and optimizing your life in this second season of 28 summers i'm building upon those messages from season one with the help of a series of awesome guests who are all in their own individual ways living life to the full following their passion and living an adventurous life every day And today's episode is a little bit different. It's shorter than usual, but it really packs a punch. My guest today is Max Woozy, and Max is 11 years old. After being diagnosed with terminal cancer, Max's neighbour Rick gave him his tent with just one condition. He wanted Max to promise he would have an adventure in it. Fast forward to today, and Max has kept this promise and some. As of today, he has slept in his back garden in that tent for a staggering 334 consecutive days. In this episode, I chat to Max and his mum Rachel about Rick, about that promise and the incredible resilience Max has shown. This story of a boy, a tent and his teddies is quite honestly inspirational. His determination, the adventurous spirit and that unwavering commitment to keep his promise at all costs is a lesson to us all. I really hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I did.
1: So, Max, uh, welcome to the 28 Summers podcast. Really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for, for making time. Congratulations on what you've achieved so far.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So I think I'm right in saying you're on, are you on night three hundred
2: and six? I think so. Yeah, three
1: hundred and six nights sleeping in a tent in your garden. That's an incredible achievement. And you know, obviously, I read the story about how this, uh, how this all came came about. Could you just share that with us a little bit?
2: So um, I'm doing this. My neighbours, Reckon Sue, unfortunately, both passed away of cancer, um, but. Well, before Rick died, he gave me a tent and said, "I wanted you to have an adventure in it." So I, I, I said, "I promise you, I will," and that's what I'm doing. But I'm doing this for the North End Hospice, who took such good care of them. And since of COVID, the um, the fundraising was cut, so I want to do something to help them.
1: That's that's incredible that you that you came up with that, and it's it's wonderful that he gave you that gift of the tent and asked you to have an adventure. It's a big leap to go from agreeing to have an adventure to sleeping outside for 306 nights. So was that (laughs) was that immediately the idea, or did it just grow from from the first couple of nights?
2: Well, it was yeah, it was immediately the idea. But on the first two nights, the first two nights, I wanted to do it. My parents kept saying, "No, you can't do it." No, I'm sorry. No. Then they basically backed out after the three on the third night
1: and just let you get on with it. So I should say that we've got mum, Rachel, here as well. Mum, what was your immediate thought when when Max told you he wanted to do this? Well,
3: you have to bear in mind that it was March and it was really cold, so we were having frosts in the morning. Um, So at first we said, no, it's too cold, and just sort of poo-pooed the idea. And then he continued to keep pestering us for a few days, so we said, oh, go on then. And he loved it, and he's still not come in. Um, we didn't quite see it panning out like this, but he's always slept better in a tent. And I think I think he's used to having his own space. And with lockdown, it meant that we were all together all the time. And Max's dad is in the military, so he tended to work away Monday to Friday. So I think for Max to suddenly have the three of us in the house all the time was quite peculiar, though um, so he clearly wanted, to have his own space
1: Bit of your own space well, well good for you and when you set out to, to raise this money for the hospice did you know did you know how much you wanted to raise
2: i really wanted to raise a hundred pounds but now yeah. <laughs> we kind of whist that
1: that's an amazing way of putting it so you're actually at 136 i just looked before we came on one hundred and thirty-six thousand, which is just remarkable you, you should be so proud of that i'm sure the hospice are over the moon are they
2: um well, I I think they are because the Lord Devon Hospice gave me a few little goodies to say thank you. They've
3: been they've been incredibly kind to celebrate his three hundred nights. The the nurses chipped in and um or bought him some Lego and some Star Wars goodies. So they they've been very kind to him.
1: That's fantastic. And I saw you had a cake for your three hundredth night as well, I think.
2: Yeah, a massive chocolate cake oh, it was so yummy.
1: Excellent. Love that. And I also read uh, read on one of the interviews that you did that um, somebody heard your story and they donated a, a sleeping bag that was their their son's. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So this lovely lady gave me a sleeping bag. What was her son's? Who, but her son died in the war. Um, and it's such an it's such a nice honour to get it. It's quite cool.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. It's um, it's amazing that she heard your story and she shared it with you. Um, so that's cool and I, I read also that you have been through well at the time I read this you've been through five tents and I kind of love this idea that you're more resilient than your tents are that you're you're sticking it out in the cold weather and your tents are starting to fall to pieces is that is that a good assessment?
2: Yeah well my tents don't, re- tents don't really last that long they not last really 10 to 12 weeks because if materials not made for just being in the sun for ages, but at the moment there is no sunshine here, so the tents have been lasting a bit longer now. Oh,
1: that's good. Has it? How has it been? So three hundred and six nights. Um There must have been some pretty cold ones, some pretty windy ones. Have there been some some bad nights, or has it been pretty much plain sailing? There's
2: been a few nights. That's been quite hard. There have been definitely a few nights that I've wanted to come in. I bet. I was ill one night and my mum came out in the tent with me. Um, And then there was another night, what well, was quite recently, that inside my tent was soaking wet. And I just, well, oh, I was, I think I cried a bit because all my stuff was my sleeping bag, my pillows, My clothes were wet and I just, I was quite, I was very tired, so.
3: But to be fair to him, we said, do you want to come in? And he didn't on all of those nights. So when he was ill, he got upset when I said that I didn't want him to sleep out there. Um, So I ended up sleeping out with him because he had quite a high temperature. And, you know, when everything was wet and I said, well, look, you don't have to do this. Just come in. He wouldn't. So. It's been really hard for him on some nights, but at no point has he given up or even talked about taking time out and, and sort of having a break from it, which has been quite remarkable.
1: Yeah, I was that remarkable is the word I was exactly about to use because I, I think it is remarkable because when you do something over that period of time, you know there's going to be the bad moments, right? And for him to, to stick at it. Where, where, where does that resilience come from, Max? have you always been that resilient
2: um no i i've not always been that resilient what well, irritates me a bit but um i as i got older i kind of got i got very i was very lazy sometimes so when i got something harder I'd be like now i can't do it to tell me the answer but when when lockdown came since it got like since everything was just really hard, it snapped to me. Life's not gonna get easier because you want it to. You've just got to face through it.
3: And also, I think knowing that he's he's been able to raise this money and doing it for such a good cause, I think when the goings got tough, I think that's kept him going a little bit because you know he's raised enough money now to fund about four nurses for a year. And he saw the impact that the nurses had when we were caring for Rick and the difference that it made. So I think that's something really tangible. And I think that's something to focus on because there's a really good reason that he's doing this.
1: Yeah, that's great. And it's so true as well. And and you think about uh, people who... Who who want to take on challenges, it's always good for them to try and find causes to support because in those dark and difficult moments, you will you will stick at it and, and stay through. What are your, Max, what do your friends make of all this?
2: So I've got some friends who think this is really cool. And then the other friends just think I'm a mad tent guy. <laughs>
1: Have, has, have you? So I know your mum had to stay with you uh, when you weren't feeling very well. But have you had any other friends come? I mean, when we weren't during lockdown and when it was possible, did you have anybody come and stay with you?
2: When lockdown was like quite eased, I um, I had
3: a birthday party in the tent. What was quite nice. That worked out. We were allowed. You were allowed up to six people. Yeah. In your house at that stage. So because there were three of us here he could then invite three friends. So that was really nice.
2: Um, and then before that, I had another one of my friends and another.
3: Yeah, I had think two he, more. Yeah. yeah. So we've been able to do some sleepovers with friends, but obviously Good. now it's it's back to just him all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: So what's the, what's the evening routine like? So you have dinner, you get yourself ready for bed, and then you just night mum, dad, and head out to the garden?
2: My Well, yeah. Normally it's just much. mum comes out, says goodnight
3: and then I read and eat snacks for as long as I want. He's being very generous. The reality <laughs> is he gets ready for bed and then we go out and I get really grumpy and whinge that I'm getting cold and wet and get really ratty with him and help him take his sleeping bag and teddies and blankets out. I thought I was gonna then I I come back into a lovely warm house and leave him out there. And that is generally what happens each night.
2: I was actually gonna try and do one interview. Well, you were the nice person. You just ruined that for yourself.
1: (laughs) That is brilliant. I I I do love it though. I love that I love that this started off as an idea that you were kind of unsure would make sense for him after a couple of nights and now you're clearly so supportive of it. You must be I don't want to embarrass him, but you must be so proud.
3: We're incredibly proud. And, and it does make us chuckle because, you know, we said no the first few nights. And then he wanted to do a just giving page. And I actually said to him, "Max, sweetie, I think it's really good what you're doing. But I don't think anybody's really going to be bothered that you're sleeping outside. I don't think anybody's going to sponsor you. And then we again said, oh, actually, that was probably mean. So we set up a page for him and said, well, if friends and family kind of give £50, pounds, we'll top it up to 100
2: Overnight, I got over £100 so, without my parents even putting any money on. I haven't put any money on there yet. Yeah, well, it's quite...
3: I bet she'll top it up, though. I, I think she'll... my money's insignificant. Yeah, now. you can you can top it up. But actually I think by it starting that way is nicer because absolutely everything has come from him. We haven't suggested anything. It's none of it is led from us. And I think this this wonderful thing has sort of evolved and all of it has been led by Max. And and it's not us, us pushing it in any way. And I and I think that's that's really lovely that it's all been led by his wishes and his sort of view of what he wanted to happen which is which is quite rare these days that children get an opportunity to really do something like that.
1: It makes it all the more special that it's all your idea and that you've been able to do so much with it already Max and I, I think also that without getting too deep there are a lot of people who think that they can't make a difference because they think they're just one person and I think you, you're proving incredibly that yeah, you know, one person can make a huge difference. You your mum's just shared that you, you raise enough money to fund four nurses, and that's going to affect a lot of people's lives. So I, I think it's incredibly inspiring. Um, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, but I, I think I think what you're doing is very special. Thank you. So I'm a huge fan, I'm a huge fan of uh, Christmas. So I'm desperate to know what you what was Christmas Eve and Christmas morning like for you. Um,
2: Christmas Eve was quite nice because you're like, oh it's Christmas tomorrow name's a present. Christmas, like Christmas morning, um, it was okay. I, I, Waking up was nice, but then
3: it, it was raining as I got out of the tent, so it wasn't the best start of the morning. I think it was weird for him waking up being by himself because Christmas is generally about family. And yes, of course, he came in and we did all of the normal Christmas things. But there was that element of him being out there by himself which certainly for us felt very strange because Christmas is a time when you come together so to have him out there was was just a bit weird yeah
1: I can imagine I can imagine so um what about sleeping in the house again Max? so when you get to a year because that was the plan sleep outside for a whole year
2: never (laughs) never
1: (laughs) camping in the garden forever now
2: yeah well, I, I'm definitely going to do more than a year now, I think I've decided.
1: This feels like an exclusive. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. I
3: think, I think he's moved out. He's it's just, taking you 306 nights to finally notice that. he's He's just turned into this sort of feral child that is never going to live in a house ever again.
1: The good news is at least he's in the garden and not somewhere else. <laughs>
3: That's true. Though I, when Rick told him to have an adventure, I think it would tickle him to think that Max has had the biggest adventure of his life to date, and he's not <laughs> left the garden.
1: Yeah, but it's it's kind of appropriate for COVID times as well,
3: right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm I'm curious. You kind of you you, talk, you talked about. It, you, you know, you've gone feral, Max. You're saying you're never going to sleep in the house again, and I was curious to know whether this this whole adventure has unlocked. Something in you, and you're already dreaming of what the next adventure is going to be.
2: I do want to move to Australia when I'm older, but before before that, I want to like go to a place like Madagascar and explore. Like,
1: yeah, that would be amazing.
2: I love lemurs, so it'd be quite cool to see wild lemurs and all of that in Madagascar.
1: Take the tent, take the tent with you, and you can do some wild camping while you're there.
2: That's the thing; I can just do some wild camping. And I could I could make friends with lemurs. You could go and live with the lemurs.
1: <laughs> that is amazing.
2: <laughs> It'd be like one of those zoo trips, but totally free. I'm glad you guys to live with them. You're going to see them for one day.
1: I think it sounds like a great adventure. I would, I would not bet against you doing it. I'm sure that we're going to hear more from you doing some crazy adventures in the future.
3: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Max, just... Um... You know, the 28 Summers podcast is a lot for, for adults, particularly, who are trying to live more adventurously, who maybe don't know where to start or are a little bit nervous about doing adventurous things. Uh, and I'm sure that listening to this, they'll be really inspired by your story. And, and one of the things I always tell people, if you want to live more adventurously, is just go into your garden and sleep in the garden, because it's a, it's a great first step. And uh, I actually talked about you in my blog because I said, if you think it's too cold to sleep in your garden, then check out Max Woozy because he's been doing it for 300 nights.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: So, uh, what would be your advice for people that uh, are maybe wanting to do something adventurous like you did, but, but perhaps a bit nervous to, to try it? Would you have any advice for them?
2: Just do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Just crack on. Um, it will be hard if it's, if it's a struggle then keep going
1: I couldn't think of a better way to, uh, to you know to, to close it out that is absolutely perfect and I, I think um, again I don't want to embarrass you but you have a lot of wisdom for for an 11 year old um, I think what you're doing is very very special um, actually one final question for you I like to ask this question of all of my all of my guests and i've I've been lucky enough to interview lots of people who who are professional adventurers and explorers and one of the questions I like to ask is um, What's their essential must-have item that they, they never leave home without? So I'm curious as you head out to your tent, what's the one thing that you have to have with you?
2: I think it's my teddies. I've always got to have my teddies. Love that. I think I could do without a tent and have my teddies. like <laughs> I could I if I had a tent and no teddies, I think I'd freak out.
1: That's gonna be the next thing, Rachel. That'd be do it one year without a tent in the garden. <laughs> <laughs>
3: don't don't tempt him.
1: (laughs) sorry yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm planting seeds well look, i really appreciate your time and uh once again just well done on everything you're doing i i we as a family have donated um really my kids think you're amazing i've got four kids oh thank you oh
3: thank you they
1: think you're wonderful
3: thank you can i just say that um what we're doing is it's his um one year on the 28th of March so on the 27th of March which is a Saturday what we're doing is planning a massive sleep out where children can get involved so you know we've noticed that Max has really grown from this experience and been able to do something and actively do something sort of by himself rather than it all being completely led by us So what we really want is sort of a massive collaboration of children where they'll all get to camp out. And if they don't feel that they can camp out in the garden, then maybe they could camp out in the bedroom or their lounge. And what we're going to do is they can all raise money, but they can raise money for a charity that's close to their heart or they can sort of chip into North Devon Hospice. And they'll all have their own pages. So they're really proud of what they've done and they can do it. But what they can also do is see a total that they've all raised as this collaboration of children. And it's just going to be children doing it. Um, And then sort of everybody gets to do something. And, you know, it's been such a strange year for the children that, you know, we all talk about mental health and we talk about the sort of key aspects of that. So there's, you know, the sort of being active, there's the kindness. So we really want to draw on all children sort of being empowered to do something for themselves like that.
1: Absolutely magnificent. Love it. So um, my kids will definitely want to do that for sure. And I'm sure that there will be hundreds, if not thousands around the UK that will want to do it too. So um, I'll make sure that when we post this, uh, that we talk about that.
3: That would be brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. We're hoping to have Sort of things in place next week, so that people will be able to start signing up, and we can kind of signpost it a little bit.
1: So, where can where can people find you? Uh, where can they follow you and and watch the story?
3: Um, on
2: my, I've got an Instagram page called The Boy in the Tent, and I've
3: got a Facebook page called The Boy in the Tent. The Boy in the Tent. And what we'll do is we'll we'll put information on those pages about this camp out so that it will direct people to that
1: yeah i think it's an amazing idea i think such a such a great way to to bring the year to a close even if max is going to keep sleeping outside for another year it's still a great way to do it and i think you're right empowering children uh to to go out and do some of these things is is so important to to let them uh support great causes so i'm really i'm really excited for you max to, to meet uh, to, to reach your one-year milestone and also do this big sleep out on the 27th so I know there'll be lo- loads of kids around the UK doing it with
3: you. Thank you all
1: right well it's a real pleasure to meet you and uh, thank you so much
3: thank you Bye. lovely to meet you
0: I told you that one packed a punch. So much wisdom for such a young man. What I love so much about this story is that Max's mum, by her own admission, was not convinced that anyone would want to sponsor him for simply sleeping out in the garden. And yet his story has captured the imagination of thousands of people. And he's raised an incredible £145,000 for the North Devon hospice who cared for Rick, his friend. And as if that wasn't enough, Max and his family are currently planning a nationwide campout to mark his one year anniversary of sleeping in the garden. And that event is intended to encourage other children to raise money for causes that they care about in their local communities. As the saying goes, not all superheroes wear capes. Max is a very special young man and I felt privileged to be able to chat to him and to Rachel. You can follow Max on Instagram at theboyinthetent where you can find details for Max's big campout and, of course, sponsor him if you can. As always, if you can find the time, please do follow me on Instagram at onedayadventurer and let me know what passions you want to pursue in 2021 and beyond. And don't forget to use the hashtag onedayadventurer. Last week, I launched a Facebook group called 28 Summers Adventure Seekers and the response has been fantastic. It's a free group for people to connect and share their adventures, share their dreams and their plans and ideas and be supported by positive, like-minded people who encourage them rather than criticize them. So why not come along and join the chat? That's it from me today. I'll be back next week with another awesome guest. In the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy and remember to live adventurously.